I'm trying to be list. the disciplined one. I'm the one with ADD and a list and the time clock. This is yeah, going to be a disaster. Small Town Scuttlebutt is sponsored by ParkStreetBooks.com and the storefront. I, I, I like Park Street Books, and if I was you as a listener, I'd, I, I'd recommend going there. Oh. ParkStreetBooks.com. Having a wicked long day, wicked tired, the kids are picky eaters. What am I going to eat? Oh, my God, what are we going to get? What are we going to get? Well, pizza. I mean, that's where you go. It's like a slice of life. Also, if you get a couple of pizzas, I think you get like a free Greek salad with it. Foil pizza. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. Moo. You've heard that one, right? I got another one. You ready? No. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting landscaper. Interrupting Mo. landscaper. Mario's lawn care. <laughs> Here it comes, right on time. It's another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. How do I get this off my phone? <laughs> Small Town Scuttlebutt, it's the show where we find out what the people have to say. Traffic lights that are timed wrong makes my morning drive too long. Suburban moms love drinking wine. Let's go check the grievance line. Small Town Scuttlebutt. That is Rick, he's a daddy, wrote the post that drove you mad. I am Mike, I work with kids, I do the things you wish you did. Kathy's always killing time, talking about some unsolved crime. We made this podcast just for you. Here's Rick Fink Jr., Mike Page, and Kathy Ferris. Hey everybody, it's Rick Fink Jr. here in my basement somewhere in Massachusetts in the Medfield area to be specific. I'm hanging out at my birch plywood table with the tongue oil on it across from my buddy Mike Page. To my left, Kathy Ferris. And to my right, something that nobody's mentioned yet in the room. And I'm a little upset because I am trying to get festive. And in the holiday spirit, um, I'm all about Christmas and I have five. Christmas stockings pinned up mm-hmm. against the table here with a poinsettia, a present for our voiceover guy, Chad, and the uh, Fragile leg lamp, Yep, and the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, and then a nice photo of uh, the Scuttlebutt family. It's lovely. Not it's one lovely. comment. I thought that was very it is inviting. I, but when I came in here tonight, you weren't here to have that conversation <laughs> with, so we skipped <laughs> over that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also... If you love a Christmas story, mm-hmm. first of all, I disagree with you. But second, if you love that movie and you think the Fragile joke is great, mm-hmm. it was great in 1934 when the Marx Brothers did it in Duck Soup. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he says he's taking a he's he's dictating a letter uh-huh. and he says put it in a box and mark it for Gilly. And oh. it's it's an old joke. Yeah. I mean, it it's Kathy. Yes. Over to the comic expert. Is that Stealing a joke or paying homage, perhaps? How would you, uh, or is it just, hey man, ger- generational forgetting? Like, right, it's just like in this, the consciousness. It's just I the heavy know. peach. Right. The movie came out right. in 1983. I know this because we just watched it last night. Yeah. Family. Well, most of us did. My so son 49 out. years after the Marx Brothers had done the joke. Yeah. It's kind of hard to. Yeah, but but check tough. through the catalog of all jokes told. Yeah, but Duck Soup is a very well known. It's, uh, it's. Fair. Uh, the uh, what is it? AFI's top 100. I like okay. that Mike makes his own bullet points. Like, were we even going to be talking about this? Is fascinating though. I know. I uh, like it. Rick brought up a lamp, 
And I'm like, let me talk about vaudeville. Oh, yeah. Anyway, back to the show. (laughs) How are you guys doing? How was your weekend? How is your uh, mental health with the holidays? This is like this is a late week for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since the pandemic, I feel like I've just been running, running, running. This is the first week where I didn't have as much going on. I didn't have I didn't have classes this week. Yeah. And one less show. So that was good. So I spend a lot of time with my family. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, it was good. Good. We like to play cards against humanity or categories. Does with play- your family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that would never like. Does it I get uncomfortable? I would never. It's it's, it's super uncomfortable. My family <laughs> is like the kind of family we. W- it would just. I'm sure my sisters <laughs> also play cards against humanity. Yeah. We would never sit down and play it <laughs> as a family. You just want to shrivel up and just. Yeah. Oh yeah. We even have right? the specialty cards. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, that's a close family you got over there, Kathy. Good. It's uncomfortable, but it's we, fine. We all, we all find our own way to bond, I suppose. Right. Mike, how was your weekend? Um, I did a lot of ornaments. I put up Christmas lights outside. Allie said it's the first time there have ever been Christmas lights up outside. And, uh, get a man one, in the house and you'll get the, some things done like Christmas our neighbor, lights. Our neighbor, Doug, he's older. Mm-hmm. He was driving by real slow the other day. He yeah. saw I was outside doing something. He slowed way down. He put the windows down and he goes, look and good. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, nobody nobody on our street decorates because oh. they're, they're condos. So nobody's okay. decorating the condo. I was out there with Barry Spriggs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out there playing Christopher Lowell. That's a PBS <laughs> reference from 1998, in case you're not familiar. Okay. Anyway, so I was out there uh, putting up Christmas lights and hanging up these uh, berry sprigs above the garage, and uh, we're looking very festive. I'm glad, and I hope that it's going to spread. I have a Christmas light issue. COVID or the spirit? What do you want to spread? I want the Christmas spirit. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, unless... You don't like some of your neighbors, then sprinkle some of the COVID their way. No, I don't want that going around. Yeah. So I think it's a good kind of segue. I want to talk a little bit about last week's show. I thought those guests were awesome. Yeah, they were great. They were really fun, and I loved how they would be critical of the male's role, the husband in the household, and calling out the shortcomings. And, you know, on the surface, it sounds a little sexist and pointed but it's really spot on and like i said in the interview i felt a lot better about myself knowing that i'm not the only crappy husband like <laughs> it isn't you know meeting those that expectations everybody's going through this stuff that's yeah. what's great about the podcast yes. yeah yeah so here's an example of me trying to do something and it's like you know like when they say when a guy does something well get Where's my parade? You remember yeah, that you were saying about Kathy's, that? And when he does load the dishwasher, you better get the parade. Right? Yeah. That was great. And I'm like, that That was one of the points that I identify with. Like, when mm-hmm. I do something that I wasn't asked to do or wasn't on a list, I make yeah. sure that it's that the, noted. That the duck boats are ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I had an idea this morning. I just sent the kids off to school, lunches and stuff, and I thought, you know what? What if we, as Small Town Scuttlebutt, set up a GoFundMe? We reach out to the school district, tell them, what is the debt on school lunches? We would like to eliminate that. Oh, yeah. And just nice. have one less thing for struggling families to worry about. My wife comes in, and I have this look like, hey, hey. She's like, what's up? I'm like, listen to what I did. <laughs> she says, oh, you're... I'm like, what? Because she just started laughing. She goes, okay, so you didn't know that all lunches this year are offered free by the school district? I'm like, what? She's like, 
Well, Rick, if you actually read the school lunch menu that I have pinned on the bulletin board, it says it right there underneath. Thanks, it. buddy. We already got this covered. Yeah, we thought about that back in September, pal. No, um, so I felt stupid. Let me know any other ideas you come up Because clearly with. I'm like coming up with this great idea for this thing that I don't even pay attention to is what it kind of got exposed to. So I'm like, update, yeah. my wife has informed me that you already provide free lunch. <laughs> my oversight, moving forward. <laughs> we don't want to pay for everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were just spitballing. I wrote, my oversight, moving forward, is there any other area we may help provide relief to families? So I'll wait to hear back. But that oh, was just good. That was just an example. So maybe by... Our next episode. So to be clear, mm-hmm. you want the parade because you potentially got a ball rolling. <laughs> you have zero feedback yet other yeah. than that you were wrong in your initial thing, right. but you're still hopeful for a parade. Yeah, like it's the thought that counts parade or something. Well, he, well you did send off two <laughs> you emails. You meant well parade. You sent off two emails, and I think two emails equals a medal, right? Or some kind of participation proofy? At least a pen or certificate. Right, right. Well, my, cha- my day changed that um, because you know how I'm up and down, and you yeah. know, like some people think I'm a douchebag, some people think I'm lovely. Stop that, looking at me when you say that. Well, you're the one who keeps calling me a douchebag. And then bag. halfway through the day, both groups flip flop. Yeah. <laughs> well, my day started off thinking philanthropically. Then I had to go to the gym. I go to the gym. I like that you had to go to the gym. I park at the Marshalls parking lot. And it's drizzly, and I'm only predicting it's going to get worse, so I'd like to park as closer to the gym for inclement weather purposes, right? And I like to back into my parking spots, and I see a spot, and in that spot is a lady standing on the paint talking to her girlfriend in a car parked in the adjacent spot. Uh-huh. Okay. So we're in a parking spot, and I'm parking a car. I, I got to upkeep this hot bod for my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go to the gym. <laughs> so I'll get my allowance. Do you guys want to know what happened to me? Yeah, this... what happened? Okay. Kind of. I cracked the door open because her butt was right in my window. I, I cracked the door open and she says, does, does he not even see that I'm standing here? And then she sidesteps to let me out. To which point I pushed the door open a little bit and put my foot out to get out of the car. And I just look up at her. And I said, did you not see the parking spot that I was parking in? And then she says, as I get out of the car, you know, you could have parked in any other parking spot here. To which I said, yeah, lady? Well, guess what? The world does not revolve around you. And she did that thing. And they both literally went into shock. The one woman gasped and froze and had nothing to say for a good three count. And the woman in the car went, oh, my. And I just thought, You've made it this far in life and no one's ever pushed back on your super entitlement. Follow-up question. Go for How it. many minutes had passed between you sending that email uh-huh. <laughs> about yeah. the GoFundMe <laughs> <laughs> and then you berating somebody's grandmama? The first email, the well-intentioned email, mm-hmm. went in at 10.14 a.m. Mm-hmm. The, whoops, I'm an idiot. When did email. the Audi go into the parking space? A little before Noon. 12. Right? Noon. Yeah. I'm, my- glad, I'm glad you talk, told me this story because now I just feel a little better about my marriage. Can, can I tell yeah. you something? And I came home and told my wife this story. Uh-huh. She's like, And she said that's why there's a giant key scratch in the side of the car? 100% agreed with me and thought, yeah, you did not step out of line anywhere and you called her out. Like, You know what I didn't like? The attitude. Like, I not hope, only I are hope you, holding you see your her everywhere now. I, I hope I you do see too. her everywhere now. Hey, lady, listen up. Or 
this lady's husband or kid, like, get her in line. You don't stand in a parking spot and then give the person trying to park in a parking spot an attitude because you are still holding your conversation that you are just... finishing off from Blue Moon. Go back to Blue Moon, get another muffin, shove it down your pie hole, and continue the conversation. So Get out of my parking spot, lady. There's always another side of the story. You don't know what was happening right there. They may have been in a riff about something with book club, and they hadn't talked in like <laughs> 12 been... months, mm-hmm. and they were getting back together. Uh-huh. They might have been mean? talking about you... their neighbor with the hideous coyote that's lit up with LED lights. <laughs> exactly. I was picturing you He's at just like... glazing over the fact that he was at Fitness Together trying to get the closest spot possible yeah. in his fancy little car and yelling yeah. at grandmothers. By the way... <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow body people are going to the gym. Rick's talking about the gym. He's currently showing off the palest white chicken leg. <laughs> oh, the He's thigh. got it up on the arm of the of the. Uh, I say we move on. Yeah, swivel okay. chair. All right. Oh God. So anyway, that lady's out of line. Yep. And I know that we all agree. Next item, Ferris and Friends gig. We got a show coming up. Oh right. It's gonna be on. It's gonna be on Tuesday, eight o'clock. At the comedy studio. Next Tuesday. Yeah. That's coming up very fast. And first of all, thanks for inviting us back. Right, Mike? Is that exciting? You and me? Typically, people do stand up sets. Yes. Um, But we could do something different if we wanted to. I have some ideas. First of all, if you look to my five o'clock position, I've created a stage with a curtain. I like it. And a mic stand. Is that what that is? And a stool. Covering the paint cans. No, well, I put the, the the red backdrop with the black side curtains. Yeah, it looks nice. So you could do st- yeah, you could so do I'm, your set if you wanted to do your set. I'm going to do stand up. I'm not going to sit down. I'm going to stand up for my stand up set. And you know what else I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. I am having friends come over sitting in because I you want are? some yeah, I want some live interaction. So God, I will be so needy. COVID. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to be standing in front of this thing like like I'm on stage and I'll have a few friends in here. Are these friends for that are... live feeling? And then I've got that Zoom experience. These friends are I listeners am. of the podcast? Yeah, these are the friends I went out with Excellent. dinner the other night. Yeah. Friends. Yes. Of okay, Rick's. so yes, yes be you coming. can do your set. At um, least one of you guys needs to heckle in the middle of Rick's set. No, you don't want to heckle. If Rick is this needy okay. that he's doing this, I think that's a fair request. Right. Two things need to happen in my comedy path. Right. I have yet to bomb. Yep. And <laughs> haven't done that. And you still haven't been harassed by Louis I, C.K. I, so. I just, I just, I kill I it. No- I kill every night. I <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I've never bombed. And I've never been heckled. You and wanna, I'm, you I'm shocked by... Those, you don't want to wish those things on you. No, you don't. But but you have to wait for them to happen. They, they will, have to happen. The bombing will happen. Oh, I can't you know what wait. I'm really enjoying? I hope you're there for that bomb. Mm. I hope I don't give a shit either when it when I do bomb. I hope I walk off the stage going, eh, f- that audience. I, would lo- I hope I that's my attitude. I that's what will happen. That's the thing. Is like, if I'm there, it's going to be like 45 minutes, like a <laughs> podcast length of me talking you down. Can I open this box? Okay. <laughs> great, great segue. It's Transition been sitting here taunting us for weeks. Yes, I All wasn't. Right. We didn't get to it two weeks ago because we got carried away with too many other things. Mm-hmm. Last week I wasn't here, so I guess you guys kicked it down the road again. Yep. Here we are. The box is still staring us in the face. Let's do this. It's Let's not do it. It's... This is a um, says small town scuttlebutt fun. It's a voice changer. Oh. It looks like it's from Toysmith, but it also says Tech Gear. This company has an identity crisis. What does it do? 
Oh my god. I want to see that. What was that? A robot voice? Yeah, well, actually yeah. it says old man, but that yeah. didn't sound like a What about that's, a grandmother who's like just Sounded like the old man that's on Dateline that's finally coming <laughs> clean on all the things that he was involved with. <laughs> Do they have a grandmother who was just trying to talk to her friend in the Shaw's parking lot but couldn't get any peace? Oh, that one's no, never want to hear that one again. That's like ET's grandmother. Go back to witness protection voice. You're watching Dateline. There's somebody that's finally coming clean about a murder that happened in 1984. They've never said a word about it. What question do you have for them? Um, why did you pick Brenda? Who's Brenda? His victim. His victim. Oh, you're asking me. I thought you were asking the the, the suspect. Oh, right. The anonymous like, guy. Yeah, the anonymous guy yeah, what is do you a serial ask killer, him? and I'm asking the serial killer, why did you pick Brenda, who was his latest victim, right? Because I'm a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of buildup for that. I know, you have to watch it. He hasn't even taken it out of the package. It's like, Lester, you don't just focus on the first person that comes along. You focus on all of them. Wow. It's serial killer 101. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously... Brenda was blonde and had nice cankles. <laughs> nice cankles? And that's the thing that I go for. Because I'm a serial killer and we all need our thing. First of all, I'm Don't offended. <laughs> I'm offended and I'm afraid because that describes me. Okay. So we all have our quirks. All right. Uh, AQ, thank you for sending that toy that Mike are, is going to utilize. We are still figuring this out. We need hints. Did we get a letter? I mean, she wrote something, right? Yeah. You just have to press this button. Okay, I want to open this other box, too. This one says LMAO. What does that mean? <laughs> Remember the time. Yeah. This Kathy's going to give you the warning in a second. This is a uh, flamingo plaid bow tie, uh, and the box says thetiebar.com. So thank you, LMAO. I don't know who you are. Oh. Leslie um, Marie Ashley Ortega. I know her, actually. I know her. Do you really? I made that up. Oh. <laughs> that was good. That well, was good, huh? I appreciate the gesture, but I will point out this is a pre-tied bow tie uh, and oh. any true listener. But I do really appreciate the gift, so thank you, yes. LMAO, whoever you are. Hey, Mike, what's on the grievance line today? I just picked a couple of the uh, ones that I really thought we should get to today, so here we go. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Hang on, I'm going to go out on a limb here. That's Brett Poirier. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Poirier, sorry. Don't know. We don't know who this is. Oh, Yeah. okay. Here's the first one. This question is for Kathy. You're a comedy coach. I am an athletic coach. And in my mind, I had to make a transition from being an athlete myself to being a coach and caring more about the little victories that kids would have along the way versus my victories that I had as an individual. And I can tell you that I love watching my kids grow and compete and do better far more than I ever did as an individual. Does this guy have a question or? Can we make guesses of who this is? We all know this voice. No, I don't want to get into that. I want to. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's just completely gloss over it. It's Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Should, right? What I wanted to know was do you find that you enjoy the success of your students more than your own success? And also, do you find that as a coach, you're giving them everything that you possibly can, knowing that you're maybe giving away some tricks and some jokes that could benefit yourself if other people weren't also doing them at the same time. Yeah, this is really my big plan to um, monopolize the talent. 
I steer people in the absolute wrong direction. (laughs) 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 I give bad advice. Um, I encourage things that are just not good. That's actually a good question. I I always struggle with this because I I think that, like, I love teaching. Um, I feel like I'm good at it. I've done this for about 350, like, over 350 people I have taught. So what I like about teaching is that it makes sure that I don't settle and rest. Um, and I haven't feel, felt that conflict uh, about with students. In fact, I've had a few people that are like really gaining some momentum or they're getting into festivals and things like that, and I'm psyched for them. Yeah. So good question. Thank you okay. for the question. I hope I answered it. I love the... Um, and also, Brett, I know that was you, all right? It's You're a good not question. fooling anybody with your longtime listener, first-time caller. Would you like to hear um, the second grievance grievance line that I wanted to get to today? Yeah, sure. Let's hit it. So this is less of a grievance and more so a message of solidarity and moral support for Mary. Any middle-aged mom who takes the time to belittle, put down, bully, etc., a teenage girl is clearly dealing with some insecurity issues, and the best thing you can do is rise above it. Unfortunately, that mean girl behavior extends into adulthood, I've experienced myself, a lot of other people I'm sure have as well, but you're stronger than that, and you can rise above it. Bullies don't outgrow it. A bully is a product of a bad environment or a bad situation that's going on. Yeah, I like that that was a positive grievance line. Actually, those are both positive ones. Usually yeah. usually it's somebody really needling us about our wording or... Or mm. someone who's calling about something completely irrelevant, like it's a wrong yeah. number or something. Yeah, we haven't heard from Jamie in a while. I, know. I, I think Jamie, check in on he, he probably got... He probably figured it out. He's like, oh, I, call, I got the wrong number. That's not the news station. <laughs> Before we go to a break, we have to talk to the listeners. We need to get some feedback. I want to know more about your, where are you guys? Are you hanging in there? Do you listen to one or two episodes and then check out? Or do you kind of a la carte pick and choose topics really, and then listen to it? Or are you subscribed and you started from season one, episode one, and went all the way through? I'd love to know what people think of us. One thing we need is people to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. We have two written reviews. They're both positive. Really? Mm-hmm. And we have 17 reviews of the five-star rankings. You want to know how that weighs out? We have two people that actually wrote a comment yeah, and then signed it. And one then, of them is AQ. No. Oh. And then, um, then we have... You know, 17 people that gave a ranking of one star to five stars. And we have one one star review, uh-huh. two two star reviews, and everything else is four and five. Wow. But if that's the trend, if you have 17 people, you just grab 17 people and they were motivated enough to go on and say, I'm going to make a review. And most of them gave us four and fives. But that's. I'm going to continue and asking, go give us, please say something. If you like the uh-huh. show, Tell a friend. Let me say this. As somebody who has been reviewed, I don't know if I, you, you guys know this, but yeah. there is a Yelp review out there about Kathy Ferris. You were doing stand-up. I was doing stand-up. At the dugout? At the dugout cafe, which is right down the street from Boston University. Yeah. And it was after the show. And the just all of a sudden, I was waiting for my drink. And the bartender um, asked me, told me to get the F out. Wow. Um, now... In my defense, mm-hmm. um, I didn't do anything wrong, and he was on meth. So <laughs> there was that what happened. No judgment. But when this happens and you're among a lot of comedians, they don't really help you. They just find other ways to make fun of it mm-hmm. uh, and create jokes about it. 
Um, so when I went home and I told people what had happened, nobody believed me. Mm-hmm. Nobody believed that I got kicked out until three days later when a Yelp review appeared um, about it. The dugouts, all male staff, are hostile to women. At the intermission, I saw the same bartender snap at a small, meek, middle-aged woman over her glass of white wine. <laughs> if you don't like my bartending, you can either deal with it or get the f- out of here. <laughs> she was shocked and speechless. He literally swore in the face of a short, quiet, older woman who, as it turns out, was one of the comedians working there, bringing in customers that evening. What I liked about this was that it gave validity to what I said, that I did get kicked out. But what I did not like is any of the adjectives other than over her white wine. (laughs) (laughs) White wine. um, Can Can I just point out what those adjectives were? Sure. Short, quiet, older, and meek. <laughs> right, right. And small. But to recap, to our listeners, mm-hmm. if you can give us a rating, um, especially a five stars, that'd be great. Uh, and any kind of comments that you have, that would just be tremendously grateful. It's Thank good you. feedback. Mike, why don't you take us into the break? All right. Coming up, we are going to have Rob Goodwin from Stone & Compass. He is a uh, jack of all trades. He's done pretty much everything. He is the... Uh, international man of mystery. He's done it all. Wait till you hear his story. But first, some words from our sponsors. We would like to take this time to thank our sponsors. Larkin's Liquors, Royal Pizza, ParkStreetBooks.com, and Mario's Lawn Care. With their help, we're able to keep this show operating on an upward trajectory. These guys support their community, and for that, we are thankful. Now back to the show. Okay, Rob, good to have you here. What do you do? The goal of Stone and Compass and the goal of what I do is to just bring people to, together mm-hmm. uh, in different ways for everybody to be able to find their own passion mm-hmm. and then use that passion to help make the world a better place. Oh. And it sounds really cliche. Okay. So what's great about it is, you know, it's really about bringing everybody together, finding out what you're passionate about, and then doing something. The key is to do. In in my opinion, in the world, we have too many talkers. Not that, I mean, we're here talking. As a um. podcaster, <laughs> I can tell you, everywhere I go, everyone's talking. It's unbelievable. Um, but, you know, it's about it's about producing something. Mm-hmm. So it's about bringing people together and building something. That tangible. Something, tangible. Yeah. Yep, so tangible. When you say bringing people together, who specifically... Are you trying to bring together? <laughs> so my dream is to meet 7.2 billion people. Um, but Isn't I know that, that everybody? <laughs> is that everybody? That's everybody. Not <laughs> um, some introverts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I know that that's probably not going to happen in my lifetime. But, mm-hmm. um, but that is sort of the core uh, value that I try to do. So mm-hmm. it's really anybody. Yeah. Uh, it's this room. It's just meeting you for the first time and just having this discussion. And hopefully at the end of this, maybe something gets inspired or pops. And, and then we go back and say, hey, man, that was really cool. Yep. You know, maybe closer to the mic. That was, that was really cool. Maybe mm-hmm. we can... Uh, You're going to adjust that too. I'm sorry. To cool. No, 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 no worries. Maybe we can, like, something will come out of this. Mm-hmm. Some kind of idea will be spurred. And then from there, the, the last piece, which is the most important piece, is it's, it's about the youth. So mm-hmm. we then go back to youth yep. and we incorporate them to actually 
produce whatever that idea is. Okay. So, and we inspire them to kind of build it. Give us an example. So right now we're working on this uh, this new honey idea. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, the youth came in. We built a, an international honey project. Uh, so we have 500 hives in Bulgaria, and that'll grow to 2,000. And so the youth come in, and they are in charge of developing the business model, producing the marketing, um, everything from um, creating the labels to actually um, selling the honey. Mm -hmm. Um, And even they get to fly over and actually learn how to care and maintain the hives and everything. And all we do is just add in when they they hit sort of that spot where they're not too sure which direction to go. We come in as adults with expertise and just say, you know, kind of nudge them. And move them along, but they're really the ones that are doing all the work. What's, so, the, what's the, like the age group that you're talking about? So typically, we start. Although we have our youngest intern ever right now, she's in eighth grade. Wow. Um, and we start them typically in ninth grade, and they go through their bachelor's degrees. So, so wow. typically, you can be an intern for eight years. I'll give you one great example of uh, how this works with youth. I had this amazing young girl uh, reached out to us, wanted to be an intern. Um, she came to me. She wanted to build her own international project. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went home and chose a place in the world she knew nothing about. Which is what? The Azores. Okay. And so 12 months later, from the time I had coffee with her until the time that project finished, she built an entire project in the Azores in the milking industry, learned organic farming, partnered with a farm, built two study abroad trips, sold out those study abroad trips, brought students to the Azores, Mm -hmm. generated revenues of $100,000, donated those back to the Azores and to all of these people, Mm -hmm. and she was a sophomore in high school. By, so uh, is this through, through fundraising or do you get grants? Like, how do you, <laughs> um, how do you fund this? <laughs> I mow lawns. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had an idea to build a, a landscape business and uh, I suck at tech. So my wife made a little pamphlet mm-hmm. for me and I took my $9 down to Staples and I ran off $9 worth of pamphlets. And I said, you know all those houses up on 127 up north of Boston with, uh, with all those affluent homes? I said, I bet if I stick all these in the mailbox, I'll get a hit. And my, my theory behind it was if I could get one, they, all, they would all know each other. Mm-hmm. And That's so, true. you know, literally six months later, I had 18, you know, 18 clients and we were off and running. And I turned the landscape business into a, a million dollar business and parlayed it into uh, buying the center in Bulgaria. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And that was, that was really one of my clients. Uh-huh. He learned about Stone and Compass and... Uh, he came out of his house one day and said, you know, you're kind of a crazy guy, but I want to help you out. And, and uh, he, he knew I had found this property in Bulgaria that was way outside my means. And he, he handed me a check for 400 grand. And he what? said, oh, yeah. And he said, go, 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 buy your, go buy your dream. So I went home to my wife. I had the check in my hand and I ripped the check up. I brought it back to him the next day. I said, I, I can't take this money. And he said, no, no, no. So... Second day, you know, he and said, then he said, "Give me you a- passed the test. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to give you two million. Yeah. <laughs> gave right. me another check for four hundred grand, and I ripped it up. 
Um, and I said, I don't want your money, man. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because he wanted to put me on the books. He wanted to, to do an automatic uh, uh, deposit for my money every week that he was paying me. Mm-hmm. So I literally went to the bank the next Friday to take out $50 because I was going to go grab some pizzas to bring them home. And there was literally $400,000 sitting in the oh bank. Oh, my gosh. So the guy said, third time's a charm. So I said, I'll take it. Yeah. All right, you were in a hair band in Florida. Please uh, expound <sighs> on that. I was. I had hair all the way down to my butt. Um, I was right after I had gotten sort of my second chance. Um, I had lived on the streets of Boston for a few years. Uh, I had never graduated from high school. I got booted and got thrown into the in and out of jail and, and was really messed up. What so. high school did you go to? Marblehead. So, Interesting. Yeah. So I left junior year was it. They kept trying with me. Mm-hmm. They did everything they could. Yep. So I, I was thrown in, in and out of jail for a while. And then I went to, I was running numbers for, uh, for the mob in Boston. Which story? Irish mob? Um, uh, no, Italian. Um, and so Who's I was your running. Contact? Uh, he was. Uh, where, does he, where does he live? Actually, he was on the news a few weeks ago. We can really delve into this deeply. I don't even want to talk about the mafia. I think they're all oh, great. They're, they're all super great. duper, and they sponsor the podcast. So, so, uh, so I was living on the streets uh, of Boston, and uh, and you know, I got in a little bit of trouble. I got beat up one night, and and kind of left in a pool of blood, and um, and a good Samaritan found me and called nine one one and wow. got me back to life, and uh, and so that was my second chance. And right after that, I said, well, I got to do something. I got to get out of here. So I moved to Florida with a buddy of mine and, and started a band and did a hair band for a while. And uh, I, yeah. All right. I need to crazy. ask a question on Rick's behalf. Sure. Did you ever cover Motley Crue's Girls, Girls, Girls? <laughs> of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I find amazing? <laughs> you covered a song by a band led by a former cover band singer. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Neil's the ultimate cover band absolutely. guy. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, so we People did don't... that for about a year and you know, clubbed it and uh and uh and that was a little phase and then came back up here. What was Thank your you, instrument? Kathy. Or were you just I like was a lead singer? singer? Yes. Oh. Yeah, so. Okay. So you were the you talent. Have, you seem yeah. like you have the voice for it. Yeah, well I used to. Do you like <laughs> the fake band Steel Dragon? Uh my son likes them. Okay, um, I want to hear your best stand up and shout right now. End up and shout. You want me to go first? You want to sure. have a contest? Sure. You want to play? I don't know the song. Stand up and shout. It goes like this. <clears throat> Stand up and shout! <laughs> I don't think I can do it anymore. I thought you were going to say, I don't Stand think that's Stand up helpful. and shout! That's not <laughs> Yeah! Rob ran 51 miles on his 51st birthday. I joined him for, like, what, three miles of that? Yep. Rob was hauling. He was, uh, really? like, I'm not saying he was jogging 51 miles. Rob ran 50. What was your finish time of that? So we did, so basically it's two marathons, um, less one mile. So the first marathon we clocked in 350. 
Wow. Um, and then the second marathon was a lot slower. I did some some pit stops. We had a pit, little pit stop set up towards the end. Um, but all told, we were out there for about nine hours. Wow. Um, and Yeah, and did the 51. But that was... Uh, Why? Why? Yeah. I wanted to raise money on my 51st birthday oh. um, for a couple charities. I didn't train or anything. I just woke up mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. went. And, uh, it was really cool. The town... So many people in the town uh, came out. I think at the end, there was probably maybe 50 people that um, walked the last lap as I ran it. Really cool. Uh, we raised about $6,000 for, for local charities. Um, but, yeah, we just came up with the gimmick like a week before my birthday. So, so you didn't train or anything? You no. Just, oh, I'm just going to go do 51 miles. Yeah, he, yeah, like a week before, he was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, so wow. I, I have a trainer. Um, you ran 51 miles for six thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> the whole the whole time you were doing this, were you thinking, why, the, he... <laughs> why did I rip up that check for four hundred thousand? And now he's sponsored, and now now his workout regimen involves swimming in the Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. in December because oh, who hasn't yeah. done that this week? Yeah. Do you have to sleep in one of those tents at night to, for the um, for the altitude? No, I've got a crazy uh, Franco Zuccoli is my trainer now. He's crazy. He just throws me into the you know throws me into the, the the water and makes me tread for an hour. And either you sink and die or you make it. Oh my <laughs> It's gosh. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Kilimanjaro, the twelve. Mile, what is that? Twelve mile walk up, pretty much, pretty easy kind of a mountain, right? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like a big ramp. No, but but seriously, of of every continent, I'll speak. I you gotta admit, this is the easiest one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably the probably the easiest one continent wise. I mean, given the choice, yep, given the choice, Kilimanjaro or Everest, which one do you want to hike? Kilimanjaro, yeah, for right sure. On, right on, you get for sure, and you still get to tick the box. I hiked one of the seven. You know, content. You get ran, it. You ran, get it. ran it. Ran it. Ran it. Ran it. Hiking it. Okay, so Rob, it. Rob, Rob, how are you going to handle the oxygen issue? So we're going to train this year on Washington. It's a lot lower, um, but it's got a lot of the same uh, weather elements. So what, what, I'll be going up the, there on on uh, on Sundays. What's Kilimanjaro's? Um, Nineteen thousand. Nineteen, and then Mount Washington is six two five eight. Yeah. It's around six. Wow, yeah. that's impressive. Nerd. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a big difference. I mean, big I've difference. never dealt with altitude yeah. issues until I hiked in the Rockies above nine thousand feet. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. You're gonna have. You're, this is cardio. This is not. I'm sorry. Mount Washington gonna, is six thousand two hundred eighty-eight feet. What did yeah. I say? Thank you, Mike. Did I say eighty? We're gonna lose this podcast. You're close enough. Yeah. What did I, I don't, say? I don't want the listeners being like oh. this idiot. Way off. <laughs> Well, um, if you consider weather, there goes Rick making things up again. Well, what did I, what did I say it was? I said six two. I don't know. There seven was a five, five in there. Seven five. Six two seven five six. Yeah. Oh, I was off by. 20. I like how we like twenty a, feet. We have 13. a very interesting guest, and we're going on about six. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. Okay, um, so Kilimanjaro. Yep. As far as I know, that you're probably going to be going across that ridge from Madison to you know. What are they? Yeah, it's uh, Jefferson, Madison, the, the presidentials. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, Washington. Yeah, um, Adams. 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 That's the other yep. one. Yep. You're probably gonna be running across that that ridge trail. Yep. So what what do you? That's training a, wise, as far as the altitude goes, I mean, it's it, honestly, it's just throwing 
but, throwing dice. You know what I think you could know? work? Yeah. What, wearing this mask, doing it. It might. When you think it's about it, me. just talking in here, this is a, this is a pain wearing a mask, right, in yeah. a studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I went to the, do it. I went to the gym yeah. today. Now we have to wear the mask, and yeah. I'm like, this is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm kind of a, a just do it. Yeah. You know. So and and everybody knows. I mean, maybe I don't come back down. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, a lot of people take a one-way ticket up, up Everest. You know, you know, it's, it it's is same. what it is. You know, and and for me, you know, I mean, I know I always say this to people, and they're like, eh. you know, but I already died once, man. It ain't no big deal. Yeah, it's just your wife is just gonna love this podcast. <laughs> She's used to it, Rob. Um, Rob, you're an eccentric figure. You're kind of a one of a kind person, right? I would say. Yes, I would think so. Are you afraid of dying? Oh God, no, no, zero. Fearless. I have no. I have. Uh, that's a that's a loaded question. Um, yeah, I always get in trouble for saying this. I I don't honestly think I fear anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I have to also be careful of. Would you jump out of an airplane? Sure. I never said anything without about a parachute. parachute? Yeah. <laughs> oh, without a parachute. Um. Over water. <laughs> Over water. <laughs> just as long as you have a friend breaking the surface exactly, tension, like exactly. just splashing. <laughs> yeah. So what is your wife like? Is she is she the same like in terms of temperament? Uh, n- no, she's definitely the 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 balance. Uh, you know, she's put up with a lot for <laughs> thirty years. I mean, I. You know, and, and that's probably one of my favorite stories is, you know, she's she is the rock. She's she's ground solid. She's a professor at Salem State. She's just oh. kind of, you know, that 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 atypical um, sounding board. And she keeps me in check. Uh, but, you know, it's it's the, the best story of this whole thing was I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without her. There's no way. Um, and, you know, I knew the second I saw her. Uh, you know, you always hear those love stories, and mm-hmm. it is it is true. There were witnesses, and she was standing across the street uh, right after I got back to Marblehead after being in the hairband. <laughs> I started working. <laughs> I started working at a sandwich shop, and uh, I looked up one day, and I was with a buddy of mine working, and she was across the street, and I said, "You see that girl?" He said, "Yep." I said, "I'm going to marry her," and he said, "Do you know her?" I said, "Nope." And she turned around and nope. walked in and asked for a job. And wow. so I went full mode stalker. <laughs> so, I can see it. I can see it. I was hoping and, you were going to say that you you played a cover song for her. Like, so she, yeah, she uh, this is classic. So she comes in. I switched the schedule so I'd train her the first three nights because you had to have three nights training. End of the first night, want to go out? I don't do that. <laughs> End of the second night, want to go out? I don't do that. Third night I trained her. I said, come on, just give me one chance. We'll go out. We'll have coffee. It'll be great. Said, all right, I'll pick you up. I, I felt really sick that whole day, as sick as I've ever felt. Went home, showered. She was supposed to come over and pick me up. She had never met my mother. So I was living at home because I had just moved back I love from it. Florida. She comes to pick you up. She came to pick me up. <laughs> so I get out of the shower. I remember getting to the top of the stairs. My mom got came home right at the same time. Julie walks in. My mom walks in. I looked down the stairs, and boom, I fell down the stairs. My appendix burst. Oh! 
So and you're fully exposed because you're in a towel, right? So, <laughs> it was the great. You, you got it, man. That's so, what I'm picturing too. Nine one one. I mean, and that's my, the bigger part of this. Screw the appendix, yep. dude. Your wang's hanging out in front of your mom. And how old so, are you? So my mom was an <laughs> OR nurse at the time. It gets better. So my mom was an OR nurse at the time. Yep. So they take me to the hospital. Julie gets in the ambulance, drive me to the hospital, mm-hmm. get out, emergency surgery. She drove the ambulance? She yeah. drove the ambulance. <laughs> the surgery. What this a woman. woman's a keeper. I, I get up the next morning. I'm in the recovery room. Uh-huh. Julie's still there. Same clothes, same everything. Spent the night. I rolled over. I looked at her. I said, you spent the night? She said, yep. I said, did my mom spend the night? She said, yep. I said, you're a keeper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I never let her go. Wow. And we got married a few months later, and we've been together ever since. Yeah. Every day, I get to wake up and try to better the lives or connect kids to other kids mm. and do something cool. And if it's if if we adults could just go back and remember, because we forget, and if we could just inspire those kids to do stuff, they are amazing. They know so much more than we know, um, and we just don't give them any opportunities because we're always telling them what to do or mm-hmm. thinking they don't know what to do or doing things for or them or doing things for them, and that's what Stone and Compass is all about. So. Again, if you you know if you want to support, um, you know, take a tour. And if <laughs> yeah. your kid is take obsessed, a trip, change a life. If your kid um, is obsessed with Minecraft, maybe push them towards Stone and Compass, where instead of building a fake thing, they can go build right. a real. Wall they could go build the real thing. Yeah. That's yeah. a good. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. just come up with the idea, right? Yeah. It'll help get it to fruition. Anyway, but Rob, thanks awesome. very much, and Thank have you. a great holiday Thank to you, you your family, much. your yes. interns, and everybody. Okay. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you guys soon got going on and opportunities for youth check them out at stoneandcompass.com and if you liked what you heard today or any of our other shows could you tell a friend could you send them the link we'd really appreciate it we're trying to grow this thing and we need your help so if you like what you hear maybe you could also leave a review on apple podcasts five star reviews would be preferred and um okay so for mike page and kathy ferris i'm rick fink jr and we'll see you next week That wraps up another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, the only podcast that reacts to the overreaction of other people reacting to small town problems. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about us. Small Town Scuttlebutt is released every Thursday wherever great podcasts are downloaded. Interact with the show and send your comments, videos, and voice memos to grievances at smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Our standards are low, so feel confident your correspondence will be seen and addressed on a future show. Rick Fink Jr., Mike Page, and Kathy Ferris are represented by the Bravo Talent Group. Get in touch with the show by sending your email to Bravo at smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Special thanks to our sponsors and listeners like you. And again, don't forget to tell your friends about Small Town Scuttlebutt.